Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 12, says this. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, and against powers of darkness, rulers of darkness, that aren't of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. It says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking on the shield of faith, wherewith you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. We are part of an army today. And Father, right now, we just adhere to your word and we take on your armor of God, understanding we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in high places. And we're delighted to be a part of your army. We stand before your throne to worship you and you alone. Proclaim your name throughout the land that all may know and understand. We are, we are the army of the Lord. We're marching onward for our King. Stand by, take up your sword.
going this morning, Brother John. Good morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity, Father God, to stand in your presence, O oh God. It is written in your word, Father God, that in your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. My heart is full of joy, Father God, as I do your, your desire, Father God, your will, Father God, in your earth. And we know, Father God, that your will is your word, Father God, and your word leads us into your way, Father, and your way brings us into your work, Father God. You want us to do it after the pattern, Son, after Jesus Christ, amen, after the order that was taught to us, amen. And I thank you, Lord God, again for this opportunity to stand in your presence, Father, to minister these words of life, amen. And how you said, Lord Jesus, it is a spirit that quickeneth the flesh, profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are new on their own. I thank you, Lord God, for these words, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that you've given us a tongue of the learn that we might know how to speak a word in season, glory to God. I bless you for this opportunity, Father. I thank you for those that are partaking of the bread of life, amen. I pray that you bless them, Father God, that their eyes of their understanding may be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of their calling, and that they may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Jesus Christ, which passes knowledge, glory to God. Thank you, Father, for this. We bless you and we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, um, thanks, everyone, for uh, partaking today. Today is um, January the 23rd, 2020, glory to God. And we're going to be finalizing on the checklist for a good fight, and then we'll get into another teaching uh, on hope. Amen. And uh, but I wanted to uh, share a scripture with you guys, and uh, I love it how the Lord lights us. Amen. The Holy Ghost allows us to see something, and and of course the interesting thing about this is is you know I've been looking at this word now, and the various ways that it gets used in the New Testament here, and uh, it really it really blessed me yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yesterday, yes. And uh, and Jesus in John sixteen four. He said, but these things have I told you that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning because I was with you. All right. But now I go my way to him that sent me and none of you asks me whither goest thou. It was interesting because they didn't really perceive the, the time in here, the season that was happening here and what was about to take place in the life of Jesus Christ, right? And, of course, we know that Jesus was the pattern son, amen, and we know that he laid down his suke, his life, his himself, amen, that he might have Zoe, the Zoe of the Father, amen. In him was life, and the life was the light, John 1, 4. And so as the pattern son, we see the model here and, and, and how Jesus taught us that even as you today, sons of God and daughters of God, you must also lay down your life, amen. You've got to lay it down. The scripture says the good shepherd giveth his suke, his soul, for the sheep. It's not a matter of, you know, do, do I have sheep I'm teaching. It's a matter of, a, of the heart, amen, where you're always willing to give up your suke, your soul, to serve one another, to serve the body of Christ, to serve the world, amen. And, and this is what we do, right? This is what we do as sons of God. We're after the order of Melchizedek, this kingdom of priests that God all along in his heart wanted, 
kings that rule in the spirit, dominate in the spirit, and serve as priests unto the Lord and unto the body of Christ, and so on. And uh, anyway, uh, but so he says here in verse 5, but now I go my way. If you look at that word, go my way here, it's the Greek word hupago, H-U-P-A-G-O. And hupago means to lead under, to bring under, okay, to withdraw oneself, to go away, to depart, okay? So it was interesting because, like I said, I was looking at this, and I've already been working on this word and, and, and this particular principle about leading under. And it, and it just really blessed me because Jesus is showing them again the pattern here that, but now I go my way. I've got to go back under. I've got to be led back under my Father. And in order to complete this work that I'm doing and that, that, that God has, that my Father has engaged me in, amen, uh, I, 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 after I've completed the work, I'm going to submit back to my Father, amen. He was always in the, in the heart and the attitude of submission to his Father, amen. He wanted to do the will of God, which is the Word of God. If the Word of God showed him a direction and a path to take, that's the path that he took. He didn't give it any second thought, right? And so anyway, I was looking at that word, and, and again, it reminded me of the principle of hupago here, which is to lead under. Now, I want to show you a, another place where this word is used, okay? And this is in Matthew 4.10. Okay, Matthew 4.10. So it sa then says Jesus unto him. Okay, so let's read verse 9. And saith unto him, well, verse 8. And the devil again taking him up into an exceeding high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Okay. And saith unto him, all these things will I give you, Satan is telling Jesus here, if you will fall down and worship me. Right? Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Alright? Now the word get thee hence is the word hupago, to lead under, to bring under. So look at what Jesus was saying to the to Satan here. Get thee hence. Bring under, come under authority. I'm leading you under authority, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Right? So the, the authority of the believer, right? Jesus said, I've given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the dunamis of the devil, right? And he wasn't kidding when he when he when he said this. It wasn't just a just uh, something to say here. He understood the principle of authority here, and he understood that Satan was under his authority. And it's even so, body of Christ, as the scripture says in James chapter 4, right? Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he must flee. He's going to flee as long as your life is submitted to the word of God. Amen? Now, again, get thee hence, Satan. Come under authority, Satan. Lead under Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. You know, yesterday I went and visited a fellowship that, uh, you know, that I asked the Father, and I, and I felt like he's leading me that way. And uh, 
it's it's basically an organization that is inside another organization. So in other words, somebody's either letting them have the services there or and or they pay to have the service there, right? In other words, they rent out the space for that time. Either way, um, and I went there and uh, there wasn't a lot of people there, right? It was, you know, what's that's not that's not what 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 grieved me, I guess. And um, it was, you know, it was very confusing. Let's just say that, you know, there wasn't any systematic, methodical anything about what was being presented. It was just kind of scattered out there. And uh, and I, I don't, I'm not shocked by that because, you know, many of the much, so many of the body of Christ don't understand the foundational principles, right? In Hebrews chapter six, verse one. And uh, let me go to that real quick while. But the point is, is that it was it was kind of disheartening. But at the end, glory to God, I met a young brother, brother, brother Jimmy. And brother Jimmy was using the my sword right, the Bible app, and I was showing some things that that I've learned about it, and he was showing me some things that he's learned, and it was just a, it was just a good time, you know, the fellowship of brother, amen. And I don't know where he's at in the Lord, and it, you know, I just encouraged, you know, as he he encouraged me as I encouraged him, you know, it was like. It was kind of a strike and ignite thing, you know, somebody that's actually seeking the kingdom of God, right? And it's interesting when you come to that place in your walk with the Lord where all you're interested in is the kingdom of God, how God operates. As the scripture says about, about uh, Abraham, right? He, he, he sought for a city whose builder and maker was God. That's in, that's in Hebrews. Let me look that up real quick. That's in uh, Hebrews 11.10, right? And when you go to that scripture here, he was looking for a city, right? For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. You see, he was looking for that city. So the point I'm getting at is here is that when you start understanding the kingdom of God and when you start seeing the kingdom of God, right, you must be born again. You cannot see the kingdom of God. And then you must be born of the water and of the spirit. You cannot enter. It's not going to be a part of your life. And you won't be enter, you won't enter into this inheritance, into this place that God has for you in his kingdom, glory to God. Which is so much better than anything that the world could prepare for you. And the point is, is when you start getting the revelation of the kingdom of God, you begin in your heart to look for that city. Hallelujah. Which hath foundations, plural. Whose builder and maker is God. In other words, you want to understand the foundation, what it means to be a son of God, a daughter of God. You, whether you're married or not married, you want to understand the principles of the word of God in that respect. If you are a husband, you want to understand how to be a husband. If you're a wife, you want to understand how to be a wife. If you're, uh, etc. If you're single, you want to understand how to conduct yourself. In other words, if you have a business, you want to conduct it according to the word of God. You want the foundation to be Jesus Christ. Amen. And you also begin in your heart to begin to look for these, for this city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. That's what you begin to look for in your heart. Instinctively. It's not something that you're trying to do. It's just that you want the will of God in your life. Nothing else will satisfy except what my father wants. Amen? And so anyway, again, when you're looking for that kingdom, when you're, when you're, in the, when you're finally seeking the kingdom of God, it's not about... Again, you're not looking for a title. You're not looking for promotion for man, amen? And I love that about Jesus, right? 
I think it's in John chapter 5. Let me go look here. Well, Jesus said that I don't receive. Oh, let me just go there. I wrote me some notes here. I got a 5 7. 5 9. Okay, so in John 5 39, right? And, and it was interesting because, you know, yesterday in this little meeting, they were talking about prayer. And the interesting thing about prayer, right, is your life has to be, uh, you have to die to yourself when you get involved in prayer. When you're praying for others, when you're praying unto the Father, when you're getting in the Word and, you, and you're getting those raiments from God, right, it is the Spirit that quickens you. Your spirit man is getting quickened. You follow the Word. You go see what the Lord is saying to you in that. And you move by faith, right? And again, you walk as a dead man, right? The witness of God in our lives is that we are the martyrion. We are the ones that are involved in a lifestyle of dying to ourselves daily, right? Because that's the pattern Jesus taught us. So in John chapter 5, verse 36, well, verse 35, is talking about John the Baptist. He says, he was a burning and shining light, and ye were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. Praise God. But I have a greater witness hallelujah, than that of John. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. See, no man needs to testify of himself. Amen. As we read in John chapter 2, John chapter 2, verse 23. I'm going to go to John 5, back to John 5, and I'll show you here. Now, when Jesus was in Jerusalem at the Passover, in the feast they many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. Okay? But Jesus did not commit himself unto them, for he knew all. And men is italicized here. So he knew all, right? He knew something here. He knew all men. He knew what the first primary strength of a man's soul is. And needed not that any man should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. Jesus knew that I haven't spent any time with you. You haven't spent any time with me. I haven't trained you in my word. You haven't sat under teaching, amen, to get that word of the Lord in your heart and your life. And, 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 and it's a part of your life in, in the area of experience, not just knowledge. You have the spirit of truth, amen. You live the life of God. You live the word, right? So he knew what, what we know now as sons and daughters of God, that the number one strength of a man's soul is self-preservation. He knew that you guys have not went through any training with me. Therefore, I'm not going to commit myself unto you. You're only interested in me because of what you can get from me. You're not interested in a relationship with me. You don't want to spend time with me, says the Lord. You don't want to spend time with me. Praise God. You don't want to get in my word. You don't want to spend time with your father, man. That's what the... That's what I hear the heart of the Father saying here. And so again, back to what I was reading in John, John 5.39. Well, you were willing to rejoice in that life for a season. Then it tells them that I have a greater witness. Amen. And the scripture says you need not that any man testify. I'm sorry. But that anointing which is in you, amen, it will teach you and it will train you. You see, you got a witness in your spirit, glory to God. And, and you don't need anybody to say, good job, Joseph, or, you know, you don't need to have a pat on your back all the time because you have that seal of significance, amen? As the scripture says, nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure. The Lord knows them that are his. 
The foundation of God stands ashore having this seal. You have a significance in your life because of who you are in your relationship to your father. You're not worried about what this world thinks or what it says about you. You're not worried about its fashions. You're not worried about its, its, its the way it conducts itself. You're not worried in the, in the way that the world talks. You're not worried in their music. You're not, I mean, you're not concerned with their music. You're not concerned with their fashion. You don't want anything to do with the cosmos, right? Now, although we're in the cosmos, Jesus says we're not of it. We don't operate the way the cosmos does. We live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Amen? Now, verse 37. And the Father himself which has sent me has borne witness of me. You have neither heard his voice, his phone, his phone at any time, nor seen his shape. And you have not his word, his logos abiding in you. For whom he hath sent him, ye believe not. See, that's a prereq right there, is that that word has to be abiding, waiting for the Holy Ghost, amen, to breathe on that word and make it rhema to your heart and to your life in any situation that you're involved in. And then verse 39, search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal Zoe, right? Not eternal life that I get born again and I'm going to live forever because either way you're going to live forever whether you're serving God or not serving God, Right? You think you have eternal Zoe, and they are they which testify of me. And you will not come to me that I that you might have Zoe. You won't come unto my pattern. You won't come into my way. You won't do it the way I've shown you in my word. You're willing to do it the way the world is telling you. You're willing to do it the way the organized systems are, are telling you. You're willing to do it so that you can get the title of director of music, director, uh, pastor of this, pastor of that. You got all this. The only the highest place you can go, right? In the body of Christ is a, is a, is a pastor. In the, in the traditional sense. In the Babylonian system, in other words. But in the kingdom of God, glory to God, Jesus said, I've got room for you. i got room for every one of my, my sons and my daughters. He said that I go to prepare a place for you, Joseph. As long as you stay in faith toward God, I'm going to increase you with the increase of God. I'm going to increase your metron. I'm going to increase your measure of rule. Amen. By that measure of faith. That I've deposited in your life from my word. Praise God. And then he says in verse 41. I receive not the honor from men. But I know you that you have not the love of God in you. For I am come in my father's name and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name him will you receive. How can you believe which receive which you receive honor one from another. And seek not the honor that comes from God only. Praise God. How you like that? He threw that in there. Alone, manos, only the honor from God. Do you think that I will accuse you to the Father? There is one that accused you, even Moses, in whom you trust. Because he said later on here that Moses wrote of me. He testified of me, and you still won't accept it. And it's interesting that the body of Christ cannot recognize the sons of God right now because it's as plain as that the carnal man cannot receive or understand the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The body of Christ cannot recognize the mature sons of God and daughters of God in the earth today because they're focused on themselves and their own agendas and not on the agenda of the will of God. My goodness. Verse 9 in John, 1 John 5, 7, if you receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his wheels. 
He that believeth on the wheels of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believes not the record, the witness that God gave of his wheels. So you cannot see the Father until you see the Son. You cannot see the Son until you see the Father. Amen. Man. All right. Well, I'm going to leave that there. Like I said, Hupago, man. Get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee hands, Hupago, Satan. Amen. You've been given authority. I have authority over Satan and his demonic hosts everywhere we go. And let me tell you, this world is filthy, man. I was getting a haircut yesterday and... Uh, you know, I mean, I was getting a haircut and uh, and and those demonic activity, you know, and and then I went to that local fellowship and I noticed uh, this individual that I was talking to and uh, and and there was a young lady talking to him and she was asking about his wife and his kids and stuff and and what was interesting about it is that you know it was it was just very. Uh, very unorthodox, man. Very, very strange. And uh, anyway, the point is, is that even in the body of Christ, right, <laughs> there's demonic activity. Much We know in the world, <laughs> there's no problem there. So I want to get started now with the the uh, the outline. Let's finish the outline, glory to God. Let me post that up for y'all. Praise God. Any questions, anyone? Hallelujah. All right, this is the outline we're going to cover here. It's called the uh, Check This for a Good Fight. Amen. Excuse me. All right. <clears throat> now, we're going to start with uh, number seven here, Roman number seven. So again, you know, obviously we understand that the, this fight that we're involved in, right, the, the good fight of faith, as he says in First uh, Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of faith, amen. Lay hold on eternal Zoe, whereunto thou also thou art called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. That word, lay hold, First Timothy 6.12, <clears throat> Fight the good of faith and lay hold. Epilambanomai. Take in addition to seize it. All right? Lay hold, seize eternal Zoe. Master that Zoe. In other words, keep looking for the presence of God, amen? Because that presence of God is what gives you life. It's what gives you comprehension and understanding. John 1, 4. In him was Zoe and the Zoe was the false of man, that light of man. This is what it takes, is that you've got to get in that presence of God and that life of God. Even as Moses, right? Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. And we got to understand, you know, the way they operated. These guys had scribes with them. These guys were recording all these conversations and all these words, man. They were putting them in, 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 in on tablets, you know, on parchment. <clears throat> you know, and, and if you can imagine this whole thing in the beginning... God created the heaven and the earth. I mean, Moses, by the presence of God, wrote these things out, man. That's incredible, incredible. And these guys had relationships with God, right? Joshua stayed in the tabernacle, man. Look what Joshua was able to accomplish in the Lord. Look at David. Look at Solomon. Look at 
All these prophets, amen. Look at these great kings, man. They, they followed after the pattern of their fathers, which followed after the Lord. And, and the point is, is that fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal Zoe. Whereunto thou art, thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. And again, we covered that word professed is the word homologio, which means to say the same thing as another. So the other, the another that you want to say the same thing as is the word. Speak the word only. Say that word. Proclaim it. Declare it. As it's quickened to you in your spirit. Not out of mental ascent. Not out of just knowledge and memory. But as the Holy Ghost quickens that word to you in your spirit. Breathe it. Bring life to it. Amen. Now. So start with checkpoint number seven. He says that count the thing done that you have asked for. And then he says here, faith versus feelings. Acts chapter 12, 1 through 16. Praise God. Acts chapter 12. Now about the time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. Man. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him out of the to four quaternions of soldiers. A quaternion, a squad. I don't even know what that, how much that is, but anyway, to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Okay? Peter, therefore, would have brought him forth the same night. I'm sorry. And, and when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off in his hands. Man. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garments about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. And when they were past the first and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth into the, unto the city, which opened to them, of his own accord, and they went out and passed through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. So he let him out, right? And when they had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered praying. Praise, praise God. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, the damsel came in and hearkened to hearken, named Rhoda. And when she saw Peter's voice, she opened out the gate for gladness, but ran and told Peter's which stood before the gate. And they said unto her, well, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed, and it was even so. Then said they, Then said they, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Amen. So see, they, they, whatever they had been praying for, they believed God for it. And sure enough, Peter left, got out of that prison. And it says here that feelings are fine till you come to the things of the spiritual realm or when those feelings contradict God's word. 
And that's interesting because uh, there was a statement made last night in that meeting that uh, was totally, uh, well, it just wasn't true, not according to the word. I didn't say anything. I just kept my peace, amen. But the point is you can't rely on your feelings, amen. You've got to stay grounded on this word. It's, what's, it's what keeps you grounded. It's what keeps you solid, right? John 2, uh, tw John 20, 24. Look at that. John 20, 24. But Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put in my fingers into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, again his disciples were with him, and Thomas was with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Mm. Remember, you cannot have peace unless you have the government of God in your heart. There is no peace without rule, without governments. Amen. Then said he unto Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hands, and thrust into the Messiah. And, and be not faithless. Don't be at peace, those man. Don't be unfaithful and untruthful in, in what you're believing and seeing. But believe in, have faith, in other words. That's one of the words for uh, unbelief right here. Apistos. Ah means no or not. Pistos is faith. No faith. Pistis. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they which have not seen and yet have believed. Praise God. That's a promise to you and me, body of Christ. We don't, we've, I've never seen Jesus Christ, right? There are some that have had visitations from the Lord, but I never have. And I just move by faith, trusting, believing, amen. Even now as I stand in his presence, amen, ministering this word, these words of life. You have to move by faith, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to the next one here. Believing like God, Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Romans 4. You know, it's it's a, like I said, being out there in the world and 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 moving, functioning, what the things that you're doing to the stores and getting a haircut, whatever you're doing, you've got to be on your guard at all times, amen. Because it, the enemy is a roaring lion, seeking is seeking whom he may devour. He's seeking all of us. He's looking, and he's looking for those that are out of order and got a place in their lives when he can put his foothold in there, his foot, if you will. And begin to open the door and bring chaos and confusion to our lives. That's what he's doing. That's what the word says. So verse 17, Romans 4, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickens the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Praise God. And being not weak in faith, 
He considered not his own body being now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. Staggered is the word diachrono, which is one of the words for doubt. He didn't have, and, and this word is here is to separate, to make a distinction, right? So in other words, you pause, and you think about the direction you're taking. The word of God is one way, your flesh and the carnal in the world is another way. So he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. No matter what he saw, he kept his faith toward God, amen? And God blessed him because of this. As the scripture says, in being fully pursued that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. So God was able to take him, he was persuaded, and therefore he could come into the promise, and therefore the performance came. Promise to performance. God is the, is the one responsible for performance in our lives. Not me. Not you. We can't set, go out there and create this thing on our own. You see? And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Amen? And that's what we have to understand by faith. Amen? He, and righteousness was imputed. It's the same thing today. We have to have faith in what Jesus Christ and, and, and what's been accomplished on the cross, right? And the blood that was shed for us. Amen? We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Praise God. So again, faith calls the things that which be not as though they were. The pitfalls that calling things that are as though they are not. That is as ignoring the situation, treating it as it, though it doesn't exist. In other words, we're not involved in spooky spirituals, if you will. We have to acknowledge that there is an issue, right? And we have to begin to seek the Lord on that issue. We can't ignore the problem. John 20, 24. Did I already read that? I think I did. All right. So faith calls. It calls things to come by the word of God. Example, if the dog is not here and you want it, you call it. If healing is not there and you need it, you call. If money is not there you and you need it, you call God. You begin to get the word of God on the matter, right? Prosperity, healing, amen, deliverance. Amen. Praying for those that are involved in alcoholism. Praying for those that need to be delivered from smoking. Praying for those that are involved in pornography. Praying for these individuals that are in our lives. Amen. That God might begin to grant them repentance. It has to come from the Spirit of God. Amen. We can't, we can't force anybody into serving the Lord. And faith is not ignoring the situation, but using spiritual principles and the power to change things. That's what faith is. You use that Word of God. Amen. As the scripture says in Romans chapter 10, right? Romans 10, <clears throat> verse 8. But what saith that the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is, the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Sozo. In other words, every matter that you need, you've got to put the word on it. It's not a one-time thing, man. This is a perpetual over and over and over, you keep seeking God, you keep knocking, you keep asking, you keep asking in faith toward God, you keep asking according to the will of God, which is the word of God. Get that word, get before the Lord and, and allow the Holy Ghost to quicken that word to you. Amen? By faith. Romans 8, 2. Verse, actually, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in 
Christ Jesus, who walked not after the flesh, but who walked after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. The word life here is the word zoe. Zoe is the life of God. So in the word, the law is the word as prescribed. See, God gives you increments of his word and of his presence and of his spirit in small increments because at this stage that we're in, we could not handle the full glory of God revealed out of our spirits. So God gives it to you. He prescribes to you. Sometimes I'll make the statement to myself, Lord God, in Jesus' name, I prescribe, you know, to my neck or to my back or to my knees or to whatever's bothering me, painful, etc. I prescribe that word to my life. Amen. The word. Amen. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. This whole, I mean, man, that word is so full. Amen. And when he was come, verse 18, into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Isn't that beautiful? He got delivered from demonic activity, man, in his life, and he wanted to stay with Jesus. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home, go to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. Praise God. And the point is, is that you know, this individual got delivered, amen, and, and he wanted to hang out with Jesus. But but again, go. Again here, I read this earlier, it's the word hupago. And so go, hupago home. Go back and submit back to, to the structure that you're in there. Amen. And go and tell your friends, you're, you're going to serve me a greater purpose if you just listen to what I'm telling you and go back to your home and tell your friends what the Lord did for you. Hupago. Lead under. Come under and listen to what I'm saying to you and go. Amen. Praise God. You gotta love this word, man. Oh James chapter four, verse seven. The reason I say that, you know, is because you just you just never you know it's it's just so interesting how the Lord is revealing these principles. You know, these are things that I've never even heard of. All right? And what I'm saying is is that He's teaching us and He keeps continues to teach us based on where you're at in your walk with the Lord. Amen. Little by little, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Amen. And the scripture says, Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Those that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. In other words, those that are grown up and continue to grow, those are the ones that are going to continue to receive from the Lord. Amen. Revelation and truth. So they might continue in their walk with the Lord. Amen. All right. Uh, James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Amen? And thank God for the grace of God, you know, a divine influence on our hearts. Amen? And thank God, amen, we can come to the Lord. We can ask God to forgive us for our sins. Amen? And we can resist Satan, and he will flee from us. Amen? But we, again, we must be in faith toward God. Amen? <laughs> Checkpoint number eight, giving glory to God even before it comes into manifestation. Manifestation, Romans 4, 19 through 21, we read that earlier. Strong faith, he gave glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what God would, had promised, he was able also to perform, amen. 
Many people undo their prayers by what they do next. In other words, don't disqualify the word of God. Begin, begin to get in doubt and unbelief in your heart. The scripture says doubt and unbelief is, a, is of an evil heart. You're not going to receive from the Lord if you question God and, and the integrity of his word. Amen. I have to encourage myself all the time. As the scripture says, that know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is the faithful God. Amen. Which keeps covenant. And shows mercy to those who love him unto a thousand generations. I encourage myself with that scripture all the time. Because I know according to God's word that he is faithful and he will not drop. And he will not back up on his word. In other words, he's not going to say what his word says. He's not going to not say and do what his word says. He's going to stay faithful to us. Amen. As long as we're faithful to him. Many people undo their prayers, right? Because they begin to get in doubt and unbelief. And thanksgiving, thanks, thanksgiving keeps around an atmosphere of faith. Amen. I give God thanks all the time. Amen. For every, every detail of our lives. I mean, I thank God for my little dogs. For our vehicles that are running well, you know. Food in our, in our refrigerators and our cabinet and our pantries. You know. All these little things, you know, I just thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. <clears throat> Philippians 4, 6. Look at this one. Mm. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. We have to talk to the Father, amen. We have to ask Him things that we need, amen. And as the scripture says, if you believe you receive when you ask, you shall have whatsoever you desire. And that takes an incredible amount of courage, right? To continue to believe God for something that you need and, and, and not waver in your conversation and your communication to the Lord and to others around you, you know. You have to stay strong in the Lord, amen. 2 Corinthians 4.18. 2 Corinthians 4.18. I really like the way this is going today because it's going to lead me into something here in a little bit. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians 4.18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. What you can't see in the spirit, in other words, visually, as you can all these natural things around me, all these physical things, the scripture says that's eternal, praise God. So that thing that you cannot see, that desire that you're asking God for, that need that you have, and you're believing God and his word for it, you may not see it, but it's eternal. Because the word is eternal. Amen? The word is what's eternal. And because of that belief that you have for what you need, that's an eternal request. <laughs> Praise God. Daniel 10, 12. Praise God. From the day that they heard the request, it was already granted. Daniel 10, 12. Amen. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel. For from the first day that you did set your heart to understand and to chasten thyself before the Lord God, 
thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words, or because of your words. I'm come here to fulfill this word that you're asking me to do, glory to God. That's beautiful, man. Praise God. Act as though you have always received it. Checkpoint number nine. There is always a way to act to to act your faith. James 1.22. Mm. I love these uh, these checkpoints right now because it, it, it refreshes us and, and gets us back to that place of that word, amen, and believing and trusting God. But be ye doers of the word, Logos, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. And what does that mean, right? Well, he tells us, For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. Glory to God. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, glory to God, he being not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Glory to God. You see that? We're going to be blessed, amen, if we continue in that word and doing the word in our lives. Don't fall back. Don't draw back on it, amen. As the scripture says in Hebrews chapter 10, 38 and 39, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Look at that, man. God says that if you draw back and go back and revert, go backwards, go back to the world, for example. The scripture says here that my soul, the Father, saying, I ain't going to have any pleasure in you. That's incredible. You see that? God is so faithful, man. Now, but we are not of them that draw back unto perdition. Amen. We can make that statement, glory to God. I'm not a man that draws back into perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. I'm believing for the preservation and for the possession of my soul. In other words, maintaining my soul and keeping an oversight of him. Because let me tell you something, buddy, because it's the soul of a man that hasn't been dealt with by the word of God, that hasn't had his mind renewed to the ways of God, the word of God, and don't understand, does not understand the principles of God and how to operate with God, the way of God, that individual is going to constantly have problems in his walk with the Lord. You must maintain constancy, amen, faithfulness, reliability. It's the word hupomene. In your patience, in your hupomene, possess your souls. I think that's Luke 21, 19. Look at that real quick. Luke 21, 19. In your patience, possess ye your soul. You want to maintain oversight of the soul? You've got to be constant. Constantly getting up. Constantly praying. Constantly reading the word. Get involved in the word of God. Get involved with your body of Christ. Amen. Get involved with the people around you that can encourage you and strengthen you. Amen. And that are not going to condemn you. Glory to God. But are going to give you words of life. Amen. Amen. And I like this. Here it says, get the wine out of your voice. Look what happened in Exodus chapter 15. <clears throat> Exodus chapter 15, verse 25. And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which, he went, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute, for, statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them. 
proved them. He tested them. You see that? He tested them and tried them. And he said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon you which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that heals you. And we have to understand here, I will put, he's not saying I'm going to throw it on you. What it's saying is because you turn away from me, you're leaving the covering, you're leaving the blessing. You see, that's the way of the Lord. It's always been that way, right? You know, when when someone, you know, like let's say your son and daughter and they want the blessing, they want you to approve what they're asking about or approving or needing, and you say no, right, and you don't bless it, and then they turn around and they still do it. It always ends up costing because the soul made a direction decision out of the will of God. And that's what he's selling them here. They were out of the will of God, and therefore, every time they stepped out of God's will, they were going on their own. They didn't have God's direction with them. Hmm. Exodus 23, 25. Let's take a look at that one. And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness far away from you. That word take, right? <clears throat> In the Strong's it says to turn off, click, like a light switch. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, and you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless your bread and your water, and I will turn off sickness far away from the midst of you. There shall nothing cast their young nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. I pray this all the time for my sons, amen, that my days, my wife, my sons, our days are fulfilled in the Lord. Outside of that, we're on our own. And I will send my fear before thee, and I will destroy all the people to whom thou will come, and I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. Well, we don't annihilate anybody, right? We don't slaughter people, but we do operating the spirit against demonic activity. Amen? Mm. Now, Psalms 147.3, let's look at that one. And we're on checkpoint number nine. Psalms 147, verse three. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Man, Praise God. As long as we stay in faith toward God, amen, continue to pursue God, he's going to heal our broken hearts, amen. Hearts that have been shattered, amen. This is part of that salvation of God, amen, the sozo and Jesus Christ, Jehovah Yeshua, and that every part of our lives that's been damaged by the faith of God and, and the faith toward God, God, according to his word, he says he will heal the broken in heart and bind up their wounds, man. He's going to take care of everything that you have need of. Amen. Praise God. Mark 10, 46 through 52. Mark 10, 46 through 52. Amen. Praise God. And they came to Jericho, and as he, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples... And a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side, begging. Mm. And when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, 
he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. Man, you kidding me? I need a blessing from God, amen. But he cried the more, the great deal, thou son of David, we ask of David, have mercy on me. On me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Amen. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calls, he calls thee. Praise God. And he cast away his garment, rose up, and came to Jesus. And when Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And he said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Amen. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Glory to God. Became a servant of the master. Amen. What do you need me to do, Jesus? I'm here for you. Praise God. All right here. So <clears throat> let's go to a couple more scriptures here. And we understand that we don't want to act presumptuously, right? We don't want to be out of the will of God, amen, in our pursuit of the Lord and his word. At Psalms chapter 19, we have to do it the way of God, amen. Verse 31 and 32. Psalms chapter 19. 13 and 14, I'm sorry. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Presumptuous means here arrogant, proud, and insolent. You see? When you step out of the will of God, you're doing it in arrogance and your own strength. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my God, and my Redeemer. Amen? Praise God. Act on what you know, not on what I know. In other words, I'm giving you these scriptures, I'm giving you this word and these teachings. Don't act on my faith. <laughs> In other words, extend towards the Lord your faith, faith toward God. Get your direction back on the Lord, in other words. Amen? And worry, when you worry, the scripture says it's a sin. First Peter 5, 6, and 7. First Peter 5, 6, and 7. Look at that. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares over on the Lord, because he cares for you. Amen? <clears throat> now this word, that he may exalt you, the word exalt here is the word hoopso. And it means to lift up on high, to exalt. Metaphorically, it says to raise to the very summit of opulence and prosperity, glory to God. And opulence... Listen to that word, boy. Ooh, beautiful. Opulence means uh, luxurious wealth. Opulent people are very wealthy and spend a lot of money. In other words, opulent in the spirit, amen. There is monetary involved, but praise God, we got to know how to handle it, right? You can't just be, you know, getting this all this finance in our lives and not know how to manage it. But the point is here is that opulence, it means... Uh, <clears throat> I mean, exalt is to raise to the very summit of opulence and prosperity. So to elevate. Amen. So humble yourselves, therefore, 
and the mighty hand of God. And the scripture before that says, likewise, ye younger submit unto the elder. Right? He gives grace to the proud. God resists the proud, the latter part of that verse, but gives grace to the humble. And have you ever noticed how when someone's arrogant around you and you automatically resist them? Well, it's the way your father is too, amen? He will not receive you. He will not receive you in arrogance. You must humble yourself. All right, let's go to checkpoint number 10 here. Let's see what time is it. We're going to cover these last few scriptures here. Corinthians 4, 6. There's so many of them, amen. I love how God continues to reiterate his word. And we read that earlier, Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And again, the reason you have peace, because you know the one who's faithful. Amen. You know who, the one that you've made the request to. Amen. And that therefore... Because you're under the governments of God, you have the peace of God. You have the rule of God in your heart. You're maintaining your soul, in other words. Hebrews 3.12 Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. And this word unbelief is apistia, no faith. And how do you get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Amen. Get involved in that word of God so that God's work, God the Holy Ghost can quicken your spirit, man, on that word. Amen. And you begin to move on that word. Amen. And then in 18 and 19, it says, And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to whom that believe not. This word believe not is the word apithia, apithio, means to be unpersuadable, to disbelieve. Just Flat out, I don't care. You know, you did believe God's word at one time, but now you're just obstinate against God. So that we see that they're not going to enter into his rest. And so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. The word unbelief there is apistia, no faith. <clears throat> so they believe not, were obstinate in heart, but then there were others. And because of that, they had no faith. You see that? And they could not enter in. <clears throat> Galatians 5, 6, checkpoint number 10. Praise God. For in Christ, in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which is energized by love. Glory to God. Energio is the word worketh. Amen. And it means to be operative, to be at work, to put forth power, to be active, to be efficient. So it says here, for in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which works by love. Amen. Praise God. And the love of God in our hearts, the love of God for one another, the love of God for humanity, seeing the need and asking God, hey, Father, and begin to pray for one another, etc. Moving in the Spirit, in other words. Amen. For as many as are led in the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Amen. Mark eleven twenty four. In 20 Therefore I say unto you that whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive. And if you have ought against any, that your Father also which is in you in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. 
So if you have aught, amen, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive you of your trespasses. Amen. Mm, I was looking for a word here, but that's fine. So anyway, um, so we again, we've got to, if we've got iniquity in our hearts against one another, against the body of Christ, etc., don't even begin to think about asking the Lord for anything. You need to go get it right with your brothers and sisters, amen? We must keep the peace. We must love one another. You're showing love, amen, when you forgive one another. Amen? First Corinthians 13. We, we, we know this chapter because this is a chapter they call the love chapter. But I want you to see something here in this last verse, 13. I'm sorry, verse 11. 1 Corinthians 13 11, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child. But I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. The word, every time the word child is used here, it's the word napias. You see that? And then he says, for we, now we see through a glass, darkly. See, when you're walking in immaturity in your life, things are not clear to you. Right? It says, but then face to face. So in other words, now we see through a glass darkly. In other words, as you grow up, you're able to see clearly now. You see the clear, the will of God in your life. You move by the Spirit, amen. You don't walk and move foolishly before the Lord. You understand the ordinance of God, how to come in and go out in any given situation. You know how to keep your peace. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even also as I am known. You see, up to the point that you're walking in immaturity, things are not clear. You only see part of what God is revealing to your life. But as you grow in the Lord and receive that 30, 60, 100 fold, you receive that good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God, that's available to you as a son or daughter of God. It's part of your inheritance. So in other words, then I am known. In other words, guess who knows you now? Not only the Father, not only the angels, not only Jesus Christ, not only the Holy Ghost, but the demonic realm now also knows you. And they know that your words are carry power, amen, because you're moving by the Spirit, amen. And now, faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is love, amen. That's the word charity there. You can't operate in this without the love of God. You must begin to seek God for the love, amen, that it takes to move in the grace of God towards humanity, period. Sons of God, daughters of God, the world, etc. Your own family, even. So 1 Corinthians 11, 31 and 32. Let's look at that. Wherefore, my brother, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. So in other words, the point here is that, you know, be looking for the distribution of needs. Amen. If the body of Christ needs something, help them. Amen. Help one another. Amen. Assist. For then are you my disciples indeed if you love one another. And 1 Corinthians 11, 31 and 32 says, For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Praise God. And this is what I tell my sons all the time. Manage your life. Amen. If you don't want anybody in your life telling you what's out of order in your life, then take heed to your spirit and listen to what the Lord is saying to you. In other words, judge yourself. Amen. Manage your own life before the Lord and before your family and before the world. Praise God. 
All right, we're going to end this now. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord God, for this tremendous word. I thank you, Lord God, for how you're refreshing us and how you're reminding us, Father God, how to operate and how to move with you, Father. I thank you, Lord God, how your word declares that the children of Israel knew your acts, but Moses knew your ways, Father. May we understand you, Father God, so we may know how to operate with you, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, for those that are partaking of your word today. I thank you for those that are partaking now and those that are partaking in the future, Father. I bless you for this precious, precious time, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 12, says this. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, and against powers of darkness, rulers of darkness, that aren't of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. It says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking on the shield of faith, wherewith you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. We are part of an army today. And Father, right now, we just adhere to your Word and we take on your armor of God, understanding we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in high places. And we're delighted to be a part of your army. We stand before your throne to worship you and you alone. Proclaim your name throughout the land that all may know and understand. We are, we are the army of the Lord. We're marching upward for our King. Stand by, take up your
today. Shout out to the Lord.